welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Walls. Little show here on WEHC where we get to sit and catch up with someone that we're excited about and want to hear more about. And today I'm very excited that our guest is Alexandria Pollard, Emory and Henry class of 2018. How you doing? I'm great. I'm excited to be here and talk to you. Well, let me tell you, I'm excited too because, because you have just hit a big old milestone and we're going to talk about that. But let's talk just a bit. You graduated from Emory in 2018. You've just finished up law school. Did you go straight to law school? No, I took a year off, but I graduated Emory in three years. So I came in in 2015 and then I was done by 2018. So then I took a year off and did nonprofit work for College Possible in Chicago, which is why I moved out there. And then I went to law school in 2019 of August. Well, let's back that up just a little bit. You finished in three <laughs> years? How did I miss that little factoid? That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, well, because I was on campus all the time. And remember, I just stayed on campus like two summers in a row. And I guess you did. Um, I did see you a lot. I just didn't know what you were doing. Well, so, so were you one of those kids who came in with like an associate's degree out of, out of high school? Um, I came in with like 10 credits. But no, because I went to um, I went to a specialty high school. I went to Cosby High School and I was in the health science program and we did college level classes. So I did like dual enrollment and that transfers over because I went to a school in Virginia. And then I did like these like science classes at BCU. And wow. so then I got credit for that as well. So I came in with some credits, which was All helpful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. always sort of amazed at that. I was just, I'm a lazy human. And so the very <laughs> fact that these students come in now with like, they're like junior status, their first day on campus. I'm like, how did y'all do that? Because I'm just not that good. <laughs> All right. So you finished in three years. Tell us about, what'd you, what'd you call the nonprofit? College Possible? College Possible, yeah. Tell me about that, because that sounds kind of cool. Okay, yeah. It's actually based out in Minnesota, but it start, um, but there's a like an office in Chicago. And the whole premise is to help kids get to and through college. And so they have like high school level, co level coaches that kind of like coach them for SAT and ACT prep and then help them with like college applications. And they have college side coaches, which is where I was. And that's the piece where you're calling them, texting them, talking about FAFSA, walking them through it, making sure they know what resources to use on their campus. So kind of, I had like maybe like a hundred students and I would oh. just like from various schools and so I, my job was to know everything about that school, like National Lewis University was one of the schools I had that I have a lot of kids at. And my whole thing was I had to know the school, I had to know what they offered, kind of like what was going on. And then when I was talking to the students being like, well, have you tried this resource here? Have you tried this? Or I'd meet with them to like pick out their class schedule, kind of talk to them. So just like a helping hit, like an extra ear as somebody who's been there. And then also just um, like, kind of trying to break the cycle of like first generation, like low income students, like going to school and not being able to finish because of just like not knowing who to ask the right questions to. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of my role. Were those, are, the schools that you worked with, were they schools that typically had a lot of students go to college or were they schools that maybe they needed a little boost in trying to get kids to go? So National Lewis was mm -hmm. kind of tiny. Um, and that was kind of like for students who like, maybe necessarily didn't do so great in high school, but also like still wanted to go to college. It's like more of a, like an alternative university. Okay. But then I had students at like NIU, like Northern Illinois University or like Illinois college, which was tiny. So like kind of like Emory and Henry size. Yeah. So like, I would say a little bit of both. 
And then there were some people who had big schools like DePaul or like University of Illinois at Chicago and things like that. So. Well, well, yeah. And I'm always amazed that students, high school students have such a better understanding of their options these days. I, you Yeah. know, I just never thought about, I think I applied to two schools because that seemed like a lot. And, I you applied know, to one. did you really just to Yeah, Emory and Henry? we, yeah, I visited campus because I played basketball my first game and I visited campus and I was like, I love it here. I was like, sign me up. I That's said, I like, so this is the most funny. beautiful campus. Yeah. There's something Well, that, about it. I feel like everybody says like, when you come to Emory and you know, you love it. Like, it's like, it's in the air. It's that feeling, you know? I had somebody tell me that as soon as he opened the car door and stepped out, he was like, done. This is it. Which Yeah. is, it's just comical, really, how it, how the place hits you. And I, I think some of that is the, is the actual place. It's the landscape of the campus. And And it's the people too. so Like, you met good people when you were here. yeah, I think Fred George was like one of the first people I met Sweet. prior to visiting. And then when I came there and then after I left, he like just kept in touch. And I was like, wow, like he's just an admissions counselor and he's just keeping in touch. And then everybody else, like it was just a great feeling. Yeah. Well, so what, uh, you know, I don't know this. What high school did you come from? Cosby High School. And mid, well, it's like Chesterfield, Virginia, but you could also say the book in Virginia too. You know, it's gotten tricky in Chesterfield. There's a North Chesterfield now. Who knew that? Who knew that Yeah, was a thing? right? Yeah, Chesterfield's getting so big now. Like, when I go back, I'm like, wow, this looks so different. That's funny. Yeah. So, well, so how did how did you come to even be looking at Emory and Henry? It's not like you live 10 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a, like, a letter in the mail from um, the old coach, Coach Kendall, the assistant coach, who had said that they, like, in Coach Crutchfield, who had said that they saw me play and they wanted me to come out for a visit. And so, like, I was like, okay, like, I'll do it. Um And then, like, it was only four and a half hours away. And me and my dad got in the car one weekend, and we went to a football game. And and it was raining, too. But I still was like, this is the most beautiful campus ever because it was fall. And you know how Emory and Henry shines Oh, in the fall. Yeah. oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's the most beautiful I thing. I was so sad. I missed homecoming. Well, you <laughs> our homecoming weekend was a little a little grumpy. The weather was grumpy that weekend with the hurricane coming through. So so Right. you know, just find a Saturday to come back and I'll give you a tour. I'll catch you up on the news. We'll just act like it's your homecoming. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's funny. When I was in admissions, I used to laugh and say that if you get a student to visit on a sunny day, you've got them. But on a rainy day, you can never be sure. And so if you loved it on a rainy day, then you were then you were dyed in the wool, Emory and Henry. Yeah, Emory born and Emory bred. <laughs> well, so, all right. So now you, you worked with these students who were, <laughs> a lot of them, were, you said, were first generation. Was that your story or not? no, my mom actually, um, she has her PhD um, in like criminal justice and something else. And so like, she's in academia. She's actually the interim provost at Georgia State University currently. So Neat. yeah. And then like the other, other people in my family are very like, academic so like college was very much so like always something that was going to happen Yeah. I just really enjoy nonprofit work I like volunteering um, I spent a lot of time in high school volunteering and I spent a lot of time in college volunteering because like the sorority and then like basketball then also after basketball so I just really like I like having a purpose I understand. That's awesome. Well, and you live your life that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you said that, but it was always assumed I was first generation college and it was always assumed by my guidance counselors that that's what was going to happen. And so it's good to have those people in your life 
people say, no, no, you're not taking that. You're going to take this because you've got to have it for college. And, and that's what you did for those kids. Yeah, I think it was really important. And like, like the program starts going on today and it's like really helpful. I still like have one student that I still follow and like he's graduated. He works for like Chicago Fire and like he's like doing everything he said he ever wanted to do. And it's just like so amazing to like watch. So like it's really fulfilling. That is great. How cool. All right. Well, now, so was, was law school always your plan? Um, it was, it was definitely plan A, but I didn't have really a plan B because I, <laughs> I knew I didn't want to do social work because I did a class. And then I was like, well, what the heck am I going to do with the sociology, crime and society degree? I was like, I have to go back to school. It's like, well, do I want an MBA? And I was like, well, what does that even mean? And so then I was like, well, law school's always been something that's interests me. So I was like, okay, well, like, let's talk about it. And I talked about it with my mom and she was like, well, yeah, do law school. Like, why not? Like, so I started studying for the LSAT, um, turned to the LSAT, didn't do that great. But I was able to get into like school and like, I was like, cool. I got into a school in the city so I didn't have to move again. And I was like, we're going to do this thing. And I was like, if I hate it, like, I can just leave I guess but like <laughs> I didn't end up hating it well so so I've, I've been schooled recently in one of these interviews that people really specialize in law so what are you headed in a, into the direction of a certain type of law yeah so the firm I'm at Chapman and Cutler it's a focused on finance firm so like we do all financial corporate transactional work which basically means like I'm not in the courtroom. Like what you see on TV is not what I do. I'm more somebody who's like sitting, reading a contract and like agreements and like go talking with another side to make a deal for two clients that want to be in business together. And it's usually like finance focused and like we work with banks, we work with like school districts with bonds and things like that or the government. So it's like different things, but it's all financial, finance focused. So. I feel like that should be a television show, even though it would be kind of, you know, be a whole lot of you sitting in a room with a contract, but it could be fun. Yeah, it could be. But I feel like people really like the drama when people go to court and like make the witness on the stand, like cry, which could yeah. never happen yeah. or anything like but that. But you could say you could do stuff like oh, there's a comma missing right here that needs to be there. <laughs> yeah. And there are actually people who do that. And they're, they're, everybody's like, oh, my God, we got to go in and change the comma. Because it's big grammar matters. I've heard stories about this, about students. Yeah, it does. Businesses that, like, lost their shirt because they forgot to put in a little bit of punctuation. So, yeah. Yeah, it matters. It matters. All right. So, well, let's get to the let's get to the news. And then we're going to backtrack a little bit. So the news is you have graduated law school and passed the bar. So talk to us a little yes. bit about that. What has that been like to, to hit that milestone? Oh, I was so relieved to know I passed the bar. Um, cause I graduated in May, started studying like a week and a half after graduating and studied all the way up until like the end of July. It was a two day test, six hours each, oh. took the test. Then you don't find out for a month and a half. So basically for a month and a half, I was just like sitting in the dark. Um, and like I started working in September. So you're working without knowing you passed the bar. And I found out while I was working from home and luckily, that I passed and like I was just like oh my god and I started crying and I was like oh, I passed. Like, oh. like it was just like it was honestly kind of the most anticlimactic thing ever because I was like oh I passed and then I was like oh crap I still have to work for another couple hours so like then I had to get back to work but like 
that weekend like it was just like a full celebration with all my friends who passed because like it's like a really big deal to like pass not like just on the first time and like the the toll that studying takes on you is honestly like it's all a mental game so I was just so glad to be like over the hump and done with it right yeah well you know that's interesting I, I, it it always kind of feels to me that like you're right it's the passing of the bar part of it that is the part that people are the most relieved about and you know I mean law school's hard but it seems like yeah. it's the bar that really trips people yeah. up and, and you're and you passed on the first time I have lots of friends who did not pull that off saying Michelle Obama did it John F. <laughs> Kennedy did it Hillary Clinton didn't either so like <laughs> I I feel I feel like this is your your way of announcing that you're running for president, and I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Honestly, you just rattled off three really big names, and I feel like this is your way of letting us know. So, yay! <laughs> well, at least I know I have the full support of Emory and Henry behind me. But yeah. you know, I don't know I don't know if politics will be my 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 thing. Um, I might leave that to my brother. Oh, is he a politician? No, he's not a politician. He works for Tim Kaine. He's like a legislative staffer on the Hill. And he's been, he's like been there for like, I think since he graduated University of Richmond. So like, he's he's been working for him for like almost a decade now. I just got to hobnob for like 10 seconds with Tim Kaine the other day and his lovely wife. And I swear, I think I have a crush on him. He's, he was, <laughs> he's such a nice he's, guy. He's such a nice guy. And he, everything he said that day was right on, was just right on script. And he, it was fantastic. He's just, he's a good fella. I enjoyed him. No, he doesn't miss a beat. He's great. I mean, he's great for Virginia as a senator. And like, I think Virginia's lucky to have him as a senator. That is uh, cool to know your brother works there. All right, I just want to remind everybody that we're talking today with Alexandria Pollard, Emory and Henry class of 2018, who has just passed the bar in the great state of Illinois and has just graduated from University of Illinois Law School in Chicago. Am I saying all those yeah. words right? Yeah, UIC law, basically. Okay, all right. Well, it's a very big deal. Um, I I want to talk a minute about just the fact that you did law school during a pandemic, and there was just a whole lot of stuff going on. And 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 also, I don't think I, I think I just now picked up that you you got hired before you had passed the bar, which is pretty great. Is that a big deal, or 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 do a lot of firms give you that assumption that you're Um, okay? If you, yeah, like firms kind of give the assumption, like you're going to be okay. Like we believe in you, but they also like, there's not unwritten rules. If you don't pass them the first time, they'll give you another shot. You just, the only thing that sucks is you have to work and study for the bar. Uh, So they're like, you might want to pass them the first time to make it easier on you when you're just studying and not working. And so like, it's better for you to pass on the first time. So do you get a little social life back now? I guess is my, my next question to follow that up with. Um, I would say, yeah, I feel like, honestly, like I'm trying to figure out what my passions are. Cause I feel like after three years of law school, I'm a shell of a human being now. And so I'm like trying to figure out like, well, when I have the free time and like, I get off work at like at five or like five 30, like, what do I want to do? But I definitely have nights where I'm like, I have to work until like seven 38 or like I'm working on the weekends, but it's always, it's one of those like give and take things, um, mm-hmm. you know? You sometimes you get off early. Sometimes you have to work late, and you gotta be okay with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you say a minute more about that because that's interesting to me. That and maybe this is maybe this is revealing too much about what the last couple of years have been like for me. But but it's interesting to me that you're saying, you know, now you've you've gotten through this this big thing, law school. You've all your focus is right there. 
And on the other side of it, now you've got to figure out what your passions are and, and what you're going to spend your your personal time on. Is that a is that scary or is it exciting to sort of have that opportunity to I don't know to to focus differently with your life? I think it's kind of exciting, slightly scary, but like mostly exciting. Like I think I've like created a really good like solid core friend base in Chicago. So I'm excited to like get to see them more and be more present in their lives and their milestones and not be so wrapped up in my life. And then also just like, I have more money to like maybe do something like rock climbing or like a painting class, probably not a painting class. I don't know why I said a painting class because I can't paint at all. But like just something like different that I was like didn't think about because like, like if you just work and like go home, like you're going to go crazy. Like I think the one thing the pandemic's taught us that like, just doing one thing in one area is like a recipe for going stir crazy. So yeah. definitely an exciting time. All right. Well, that's not encouraging. I'm excited to hear that you're going to, you know, stretch your wings a little bit and see what else you might like to do. Although I really want an Alexandria Pollard painting now. That you, right. It'd be a little, yeah. what is it? Jackson Pollock? Or just, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I was just thinking. Just throw paint at the. Mm-hmm. Jackson yeah. Pollard. <laughs> that's what we'll call him. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so I, I did stalk you a little bit on Facebook, you know, cause that's what you do. And so one of the things that you said was about the fact that, um, the law school had taught you so much about the world. Um, and you were being very grateful and gracious about your faculty members yeah. and that kind of thing. What, what are some of the lessons that you're going to kind of take with you from, from law school? And again, I'm going to say it again, from law school during a, a really tumultuous and just unusual time in our history, over the last couple of years, what, what are some of the lessons that you're taking with you? Um, I would say like the big thing that like law school has taught me is like, kind of like on like day one in orientation, like they kind of sit you down and like, you're stepping into like a professional school that's about to give you knowledge that most people in the country just don't have. And like, you can either use that for good, or you can use it for like kind of evil. And like, your job is to like, do the best good you can to help as many people as possible because there are so many people out there that just don't know simple things or can't do things because of the lack of access so it's like your job to like not only reach back into the community that you live in but also like reach back to like younger law students who also need help I think it's just kind of taught me that like you're only as strong as your network and like how you like move around and like how you carry yourself in the legal world but also just like in life I think also um it taught me like the importance of just like the law I don't think I realized though I knew that the law was important because you don't want to break it you don't want to get in trouble but just like how the law is so ingrained into like everything we do and how like just a little bit of a basic understanding can make a difference in somebody's life Um, like one of my things is I like to do pro bono work like I work with like the pro bono council at our firm and like that's like it's always nice to do that kind of work because those people really need it they can't afford it and like without us like what would they be doing they would try to probably represent them themselves and mess it up or something like that so I think that's really important and then also during the pandemic all of the Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter and all that was going on and also the Asian hate it just was like, I was able to like sign up for things that like when you need lawyers and like you need help and 
like do something other than just in being in the streets and protesting I could also like use like what I'm learning in school to like help which was helpful because like personally like I wasn't out in the streets protesting it was it felt just like very dangerous and like unsafe especially with everything that was going on here in the big city and I was just like what can I do to be the most impactful while also servicing the community and like I had to learn that like just protesting is not the only avenue to like show social outrage and like that's something that law school taught me yeah I love how you said that because you're right the 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 issue of not always having access to someone who has that legal knowledge is kind of huge and so I love that you're able to figure out how to how to use your newfound you know your law degree basically to to make the world a a more just place to live in and so I think that's pretty great I'm excited to hear you saying that. Well, well, I and and I'm proud of you because, like I said, I think I think anybody who accomplished anything during the pandemic ought to get an extra star on their diploma or on their (laughs) on their work their work whatever it is because I just feel like it was it just added a level of complication. Did you have to do a lot of classes from home? Yeah, I had like a semester and a half in person, like a normal semester and a half. And then they were like, oh, you're going to get two, bre- two weeks for spring break. Uh, but they were like, but take everything in your locker. Just, just in case. case. <laughs> wink, wink. And then we were like, yeah, we're not coming back at all. And then my third year was kind of when the school started to open back up. But it was very much so like you had to like, I could still take classes online. So I only had like two classes in person. And I did that on purpose to just be on campus um but most people like that were my age and there were like third years they were online completely like I had friends move away and like not come back because like they didn't need to be in the city to be at right. school and I think that like I think the pandemic definitely like had its challenges but I also think it had its upsides to show that like you can somebody can like do things from home and like we don't always need to be in class and like when people are like I need a mental health day and I just need to be at home but I can still work. Like it's feasible. People don't have to feel like, Oh my God, I have to go in Mm -hmm. because like, that's what I need to do. Like there's alternatives. And so that's like a silver lining in that horrible, horrible, horrible pandemic. No, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. You'll, you you can see my background. I'm doing this from the house because there are just things that are easier from home than from the office. And so, no, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm glad that was your experience too. Um, we have, I have a friend who did law school during all that, and she had a sweatshirt made that said Zoom Law School. Yeah, I graduated from Zoom University. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so tell me about, let's let's wrap up by, by just talking just a minute about making Chicago your home. I mean, you were you were a Chesterfield woman, and, and now, which sounds like a cigarette commercial now that I think about it, because there's an old Chesterfield. <laughs> Robert <cigarette>. Morris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right you're from that neck of the woods you know about that yep. um so tell me about making uh, Chicago your home I always enjoy talking to people and saying you know how because I've been in the same place for such a long time it, I marvel at those of you who move to new communities and and make new friends and make a new community for yourself how how you doing that and and especially how you gonna how you gonna do that now now that you finished up all your studying and have a little extra time what you gonna do up there um so I I've been here for what since 2018 so that's like four or five years maybe um 
I love Chicago. I think it's great for like somebody who's young and like wants to move to a big city. It was nice to like kind of like I live in Hyde Park and like my mom, she grew up in South Shore, which is not too far away. And she went to the school like right up the street for me. So it's very much so very cool to like walk the same streets that my mom did 30 years ago. And then she comes to visit being like, oh, I went there after school. I went there after school. And then my uncle's here. And so I, it's nice to have family here, yeah. but I definitely will say that dying to get back to the East Coast, <laughs> um, I Virginia as a whole like is I think a great state, but I think maybe DC, so I'm close to home because all of my family's on the East Coast, and like I think the older I've gotten, the more I've been in Chicago, I've realized that like you can't beat family, you can't beat the people that knew you when you weren't like this full-fledged adult and like there's something about it like I love coming back home to like Emory and Henry all my friends make so much fun of me because like they're like every year twice a year you're always back at Emory like I was back at Emory this summer like when I had time I was like in Emory I was just hanging out because like that's home too so like when I go home I'm like I gotta go to Emory I gotta go to Richmond and like that's the two places I need to visit so like I think Chicago's great for where I'm at right now. I'll probably be here for another couple of years, but I'm definitely making this a second home and not like my primary home. And I'm like living as the, like, I love my twenties here, but my rest of my life can't beat Virginia. That is, that's a sweet thing to hear. And I remember looking through homecoming pictures a couple of years back and I saw you in the AVX circle shouting and having a good time. So I was glad to see you there. (laughs) Because I don't think I saw you that day, but I saw you in the picture, so I knew you got credit for You knew I was there, right? (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't hear me yelling. I probably did, and I thought it was just something else, some wild animal in the woods. I didn't didn't know what it was. Right? People are always like, I can't see you, but I can hear you, and I know you're there. You're so tiny, but you make an impression. Yeah. You got yeah. to when you're tiny. You got to gotta have a loud voice or something. You got to overcompensate. I think you got to be a mighty mo. That's exactly right. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I am so excited. And, and frankly, I'm excited you're in Chicago because I love Chicago. I'm not a big city girl, but I went to the Field Museum for an hour and spent 12 hours. It, I, You know, I was like, I'm just going to step in. Oh my goodness. I was in there forever. Somebody called and said, this is going to take longer than I meant. And I was like, go ahead. Cause I'm not leaving here anytime soon because I'm having such a good time. Right. No, it's amazing. Also, you got, when you come back, you got to do like the Alder Planetarium, you got to oh. do the shed and you got to do like the MCA and you got to do the, like the art museum, like the museums. That's the first thing I did oh, when yeah. I got here. Somebody got me a, like a city pass and I got entry to all the museums in Chicago and like that's what I did when I first moved here to just like get a feel for it and if you come in the summer do the architecture tour on the Chicago River I've heard about that I've heard about that and I look I actually I actually skipped a family holiday one time just to go to Chicago to see the to to see the big parade on Thanksgiving and I went to the the symphony was playing John Williams was conducting the symphony it was like I felt like such a city chick for about five minutes (laughs) and then You 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 were a natural city girl I was, except it was really funny. I was standing on the corner on State Street in Chicago and, you know, struck up a conversation with the people next to me. And she was like, oh, my goodness, my dad grew up in Big Stone Gap. And I was like, shut up. That is insane. Right. You meet people from like, they're like, hey, like one time I was walking and I have like on my backpack from school, like I have a Emory and Henry like, like luggage tag. Yeah. And like somebody was like, what do you like Emory and Henry? Like how do you know that and I was like well I went there for school and they were like oh 
I went to um, Bradford. And so I know where that is. Like I grew up in Roanoke and I was like, oh, that's so cool. He was like, yeah, I have friends that went there. And I was like, I always know somebody who like goes there. And at work, I told you, I work with somebody who went to Emory and Henry, was a five pie. I forgot about that. 2015. Yeah. And like, he was like, yeah, like I went there and he was like, I was like, oh, so, you know, like, so-and-so and so-and-so. And he was like, well, you're young. How do you know? And I was like, well, <laughs> ABX. And, like, you said you were a five-pie. They were five-pie sweethearts. Like, it all, it was, like, all a full circle, full circle moment. And That's it really funny. shows you that, like, Emory's small, but our reach is, like, very, like, wide. Yeah. It's funny. You know, people place, what, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And I always say, you know, that you throw Emory and Henry into that mix, and you're, like, two degrees from anybody at any given moment. It's just weird. It is. It really is. But I love little, yeah. <laughs> well, and we love and we love you and we're excited to hear about all your good stuff going on. Congratulations on passing the bar and finishing law school. What a what an exciting what an exciting milestone, but I know this is just one of a whole bunch coming up. And so we're so glad you've hit this mark. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me come and talk today with you. Well, sure. I missed you. I missed you too. And I was so happy to have a chance to stalk you a little bit on Facebook. And I was glad to see your good <laughs> news on there. So that was fun. Well, Al- Alexander Pollard, Emory and Henry class of 2018. I hope we're going to see you back on campus soon. Yes, you will. Don't worry. I'll be back. Okay. Be back. All right. And hopefully the weather will be better than some days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thanks to all of you for being with us today on the Duck Pond Wall. I hope you'll keep listening to WEHC. Uh, There's some great programming coming up next. And this is, in fact, the voice of Southwest Virginia.